Hello, everyone. Welcome to an exciting episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes. I am excited because on today's episode, I have Caitlin Drago, who's the president of Inspire Improv and Coaching with us today, and she is going to be talking about how to inspire improv in your day-to-day life. Welcome, Caitlin. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I, I am so loving this whole notion of improv. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, a lot of people think that, and, and, and we're going to get into your background in a little bit, but a lot of people think that if they are professional and they're, you know, grown up and they're an adult, that they're not supposed to have any fun. Like the only time you have any fun and you explore and do things is if you're in the arts and all of that. So, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, how all of this kind of pieces together and of course, give our people some actionable steps as usual. But tell us a little bit about how you got into improv when it comes to business, because people don't think those two things match at no, all. It is, it is an, an, unconventional, or an unconventional combination of credentials there. <laughs> I went to school for theater in upstate New York. And then when I was done, my plan was that I was going to move to Los Angeles and I was going to get cast in a sitcom that was filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Um, And that was my big plan. Now, it didn't exactly go that way, but I did get really into studying with some really great um, on-camera teachers as I continued my my studies, as well as studying improv specifically. I went to UCB, which is Upright Citizens Brigade, which was the school that Amy Poehler and Matt Besser and Matt Walsh founded. Yes. And... There, I really fell in love with the art form. And as I was getting into my late 20s, I decided that it was maybe time to move on. I wasn't doing as much of what I really loved as I wanted to, to make it worth being that far away from my family. So I moved back to the Rochester area. And I noticed when I started interviewing for different positions, how helpful my improv and theater skills were. Okay. It impacted the way that I connect with other people because really acting, all it is, is connecting with the other person that's on stage. Gotcha. And it impacted the way that I work with others because improv is a very team oriented art form because it's mm-hmm. unscripted. So you're building something together from nothing. And it helped how comfortable I am when I'm speaking in front of other people as well. And I knew that there were companies in larger cities that used improv for professional development and team building and communication skills, but there wasn't, there didn't seem to be anyone in my area doing that. And so I started playing with that in the consulting firm that I had been hired in. And then I went on to get my own, my coaching certification through the International Coach Federation. So now I get to pull from both of those to both, you know, use these improv-based exercises and principles with professionals and with the coaching, help them to bring out that learning and how they're going to apply it in their business life. 
you know, that is so awesome because I, I tell people all the time, you don't have to choose, you know, like you there, there's the coaching aspect of what you do. There's the, you know, professional quote unquote with speaking and, and training and development and all of that. But there's that, that art form, you know, that performing part of you that you also embrace. And I love when I see people actually taking all the components of who they are and actually, you know, putting it together because I tell people I'm a, I'm a, I'm an educator. I've always been an educator. I will teach you anything, any day. That's my sweet spot. And so when I'm doing speaking and training and, and development and, 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 and consulting, that part of me takes front and center. And it wasn't until I owned all of that, that I realized that, you know what, this is my sweet spot. This is my lane. So now you have Inspire Improv and you work with teams and, and organizations and, and help kind of put them into this whole thing. I love what you said about building something together from nothing. And so talk, talk a little bit about how that works within a, a team setting. So if you're going in and like, if you're coming into my organization and mm-hmm. you know, these stuffy people and they're like, we're grown up and we can't laugh <laughs> and have any fun. Mm-hmm. So how does all of that play out? What does it look like? Well, so I use all improv, mostly improv based exercises. Mm -hmm. And so they're getting to try on this primary principle of improv, which is that we always say yes and Mm. to each other. So if somebody offers something to the other person within a scene, so let's say I said, oh, you know, I love your yellow hat. You would say, yes, you love my yellow hat and I bought one for you too. Mm. And what our normal tendency is when someone comes to us with something that's a little outside of the box normally is that we might say, oh, I love your yellow hat. And you'd say, no, this isn't a yellow hat. This is a blue hat. And, you know, which kind of, it just, everyone feels uncomfortable at that moment. Everything kind of shuts down the conversation. We're not doing that. Exactly. And so when people get to practice that yes and principle to an extreme, Mm-hmm. They start to notice then in their everyday life and in their business life when they are using that yes and principle versus when they're defaulting to the natural tendency of no but. Ah. Mm-hmm. And when we, and the, the, the business impact of that is that when we can, you know, and it's not to say that you should go and say yes and to everything, mm-hmm. because that would not make any sense. Um, <laughs> but it's to, you know, I think of it kind of on a spectrum of, you know, no but being on one end and yes and being on the other. Mm-hmm. And the hope is to maybe if you're closer to the no but end to tick up a couple notches right. to yes and. So that when you're talking to people, you're really taking in and listening to their ideas mm-hmm. and at least validating that they have been heard, mm-hmm. whether or not you're ab- actually able to move with that idea and say yes to it and add on and build with them. And what that does is it impacts the relationship so that person not only has their idea validated, they know they've been heard, but they feel validated themselves, right. which is also going to increase trust because they know that they can come to you and you're not going to shut them down right. every time, which makes it so that everyone is more um, apt to come up with great ideas. And we're not going to miss those ideas mm-hmm. because someone doesn't want to come to you because, well, why even bother? Because they're just going to say no to right. this. 
And we've, we've all been there where there mm-hmm. are certain people you're like, okay, you know what? This is a waste of time and energy. I'm not even going to try this because I'm tired of being shut down. And I love how when you, when you approach it with yes and, that really gets them thinking differently. So if someone comes to me and, and they say, you know, I love your, your yellow hat, and I'm like, well, you know, it's not yellow, it's, you know, banana or whatever, you know, and instead I have to consciously think about, okay, how can I accept this, validate them, but still give them something back that's going to pull us together instead of pushing us apart, which I know is a huge deal whenever you're working in teams because, you know, it's that whole dynamic of how do we work together and how do we talk together and how do we relate and you know, I don't want to be around these people because, you know, everybody knows the, the teams and the groups where a couple of people do all the work mm-hmm. and everybody else just kind of coast along. Yes. So I love this because it's more inclusive and it's actually giving each person in the team a voice mm-hmm. and, and requiring them to show up, which is key. Yes. And to your point of everyone having to contribute, Mm-hmm. there's another big principle that we talk about, which is this idea that we're always looking to make each other look good. Ooh, everybody so, likes that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you, when you watch an improv show and if you see the person that's getting all of the laughs, you know, they're a good improviser. The person who is setting them up for those laughs mm-hmm. is the great improviser. So when we translate that to the workplace, it's, how can we look for ways to set each other up for success? Yeah. How can we look for ways to leverage one another's skills instead of working in silos? And, and to your, your point of, well, everyone loves that. When we all look to make each other look good and we're all on board with that concept, mm-hmm. we all end up making each other look really great. Yeah, that, I love that part because I can't tell you how many times I've been a part of teams and especially when I go in and I work with organizations and you can tell from the dynamics of the team that there are certain people that are the quote unquote superstars and Mm -hmm. you know, they're the ones that regardless of what we do, they're going to get all the accolades and they're going to be the ones. But I love this whole thing that when you mentioned the person getting all the laughs is great because they've got, you know, they've been teed up. But the person who actually set that up for that line is the one who's the real master because you're seeing how this is going to go. And it it ties right along into what I keep talking about with facilitating outcomes. You have to see where you're trying to get to and being able to serve stuff up for people so that they can actually capitalize on that. So I love it. So we've got yes and um, in terms of bringing people in and connecting. And then we've got making each other look good. So what's another impact that all of this has? So I think overall, you're opening yourself up to people really caring and valuing each other. Mm -hmm. And you're also opening yourself up for innovation Mm. and the ability to better shift and pivot when things need to change. What? Change in an organization? That doesn't happen. (laughs) So when these changes come up, instead of, you know, again, that kind of reactive, like, no, this isn't happening. Let's just keep doing things the way we were doing them before. Once you've developed this skill and this concept within your workforce, it's like, okay, yep, this is happening. And this is what we're going to do about it. Mm -hmm. Instead of having it be a negative 
situation. Right. And I, I love that because I am really interested in getting people to start thinking about things differently. So mm-hmm. it's that whole thing of, you know, the way you think about your environment, the way you think about your team, the way you think about your organization, that drives your behavior um, in, in all these little nuanced ways. You know, it, it affects your language, it affects the way you communicate with people, and it also impacts whether or not you think things are possible. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about organizations being able to innovate and being able to pivot and being able to respond to change, not react to change, but respond, mm-hmm. now you're, you're cultivating this whole different dynamic within the organization. So I imagine when you go in and you're working with teams, you, you've got this little microcosm of a little test group that you're working on. How do your people, you know, after you've worked with them, how are they able to sustain that within the larger culture of the organization that's not like that? <laughs> well, that is something that I work into the, these learning experiences. Okay. So we'll start with everyone following those yes and principles and making each other look good. And as we become comfortable with those concepts, I'll put them in situations and role-playing scenarios where I'll have the other person intentionally not follow those rules. Gotcha. Because everyone that's in that training is not everyone that they're going to communicate with on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. whether that's other people who just aren't there or on another team or customers or, you know, outside vendors, whatever that might be. I (laughs) I had someone in one workshop say, uh, after learning this and, and really realizing how he was currently listening, mm-hmm. which is a nice awareness that comes up out of this as well, is that he goes, I think you just saved my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So note to everyone that's listening, relationship advice is yes. included at no extra charge. Right. <laughs> That, but but you know it, it's interesting that you that he mentioned that because I believe that so many times we separate ourselves into all of these different little silos. We've got you know who we are at home. We've got who we are at work. We've got who we are when we're out having fun. We've got who we are with our friends, and and we 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 compartmentalize ourselves and fragment ourselves into all these different little pieces instead of really just looking at showing up fully and holy as who we are and making sure that we're doing good things and having sound practices and, 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 you know, I, I say good strategy and good and best practices are good strategy and best practices regardless. So really you're, you're working with these teams and how they show up in the workforce and how they work together in the workforce. You're not just focused on the work that they do at work your focus really on kind of changing the way they think and operate as people, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So do you, do you get that aha moment where you're like, when somebody goes, oh, and you're like, yes, yes. I uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, because I can't go into, I would never go into a team and say, hey, I heard from your manager or your CEO or whoever that you guys aren't, you aren't listening to each other. Ah. That's not going to go over very well. However, 
if they do an improv exercise where, where they have to listen because you can't, within this yes and concept, you can't say yes and add on to something that you didn't hear. Ah. And so they really, that is, you know, the, the crux of it all is that you have to be actively listening to each other. And when they trip up, because they weren't listening, they get to have that realization themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they bring that realization to work, home mm-hmm. with their friends. They start to notice, okay, am I thinking more about what I'm going to say versus really being present and with this person? Right. That is that is so key because especially nowadays, um, and, you know, I sound like an old timer, you know, back in my day, uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's this thing of we've got so much information that's constantly coming at us, you know, with our phones beeping every two seconds and there's, you know, notifications that pop up and there's this instantaneous need to respond or react really mm-hmm. to stuff that gets thrown at us. Um, you know, with Twitter and everything, it's like, you know, you have to respond and you have to react in real time. And people really don't take time to slow down and really recognize what they're doing, what they're saying, what kind of messages they're putting out, how they're making other people feel. Um, and I, I really love this because you're forcing people to go back to, okay, I'm saying this, but am I really listening to what this person is saying to understand? Or am I listening just to respond? Like before you even get the words out of your mouth, I'm already thinking about the next thing I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine this has a really profound impact on, on the teams. Have you been able to revisit some stuff with them to see how they're doing afterwards and if they're able to sustain all of this? So then the fun thing about the yes and concept is that it's catchy, Mm -hmm. it's memorable, and it's something that afterwards people have told me that they'll be in a meeting and they can playfully call each other out. Oh, cool. When they say, yeah, but, 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 but say, oh, 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 why not yes and instead? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's not, um, it's not a slap on the wrist. It's kind of hearkening uh, back to a positive experience that they all had with each other mm-hmm. and a reminder of let's, let's keep this going. Let's mm-hmm. stick, let's keep, let's turn this into a positive instead of the no but. Yeah. I, I think that's great that you, you have them, they have so much fun with it. Cause I mean, most quote unquote trainings are dry and you know, you got the PowerPoint and all. I can imagine that they're having a lot of fun while they're, they're working with you. So they don't even look at it as being work. We get to go yeah. play. Hey, yeah. well, initially, <laughs> if they're the extroverted type like you and I, mm-hmm. yes. There are certainly some who arrive, and as soon as I let them know that we're doing improv, you just feel the energy in the room shift <laughs> this overwhelming sense of terror. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I am very aware of as a facilitator. And so whenever I'm designing, I'm always designing with the introvert who doesn't want to be there. Ah, gotcha. So I do my best to meet people where they're at Mm -hmm. and make sure that everything is as structured as possible. Mm -hmm. And what's really fun about improv that a lot of people don't realize is that there are these rules and principles that we're abiding by. 
So for those who are rule followers and like structure, mm-hmm. this is actually very good yeah. for them. Um, and so once people realize that I'm not just going to throw them into the deep end, mm-hmm. that we're going to start small, there's going to be some kind of, you know, something to be following. There's, there's a structure there. There are rules. And that it's not just we're, we're doing this exercise for the sake of having a good time. Right. There's a real application there. Mm-hmm. Then people feel a lot more comfortable. They feel a lot more safe so that their brains can go from that fight or flight right. mode to being able to be opening to learning and doing new things. That is so awesome. You get to have fun doing this. This is awesome. So, okay. So I want to kind of look at, cause so we talked about yes and, mm-hmm. and their mindset with that. We talked about making each other look good, um, being present and listening to other people. What are some other things that a couple of other things that you want people to really start thinking about and noticing? Well, something that happens when we're improvising is that when that person provides, you know, the, oh, you, you, I love your yellow hat. In my brain, I could have come into this scene having some great idea for where I wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. But when, when, when I, when someone offered to me, oh, I love your yellow hat, I have to practice letting go of my Ooh. great idea and choose to support somebody else's for that moment for that time being I love that really challenging you know oh I know exactly how I want this to happen how many how often do we do that and when we're never never never. we we don't have it all planned out well we don't have anything planned out just flow with it flow with it (laughs) yep and so it's a nice way to again practice that and then notice that when you go back to the workplace as well is you know am I pushing my idea instead of supporting the one that's on the table right now. That is so key because I've can't tell you how many times I've been in in meetings and we're supposed to be coming up with all you know they do the the brainstorming and you know let's come up with all the great all the the potentials and you mm-hmm. have the one the person who is married to their idea and they don't want to hear about anybody else's. Well, yeah, but and no, 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 it's not yeah, but it's yeah mm-hmm. and. You know, how can we, well, no, but and it's like, no, you're not listening to it. Can we just hear it out first before you shoot it down? So I love the, the, that whole letting go of what you think is your great idea is pivotal in team building and in having us actually be able to work together. Because especially now there's this whole thing of, I need to show up fully as I am and you need to accept me. And so everybody's standing with their little flag planted in the ground that says, I am me, you'd have to accept me. But nobody is really being open to accepting other people. So, yes. so I, I love this whole, this new approach to it because, you know, yes and is, is if they walk away with nothing else, it's yes and, um, I think that would be huge. Um, I've had so much fun talking to you today. This has been amazing. Um, you know, just seeing how you're able to take both aspects of who you are with, with, you know, acting and performing and improv and turning it into something where you're able to take that into corporations and organizations where people don't normally think that that applies. 
mm-hmm. um, but being able to create something that's going to work so well for um, for so many different people is is amazing. So tell us how people can get in touch with you, what you've got going on, what's coming up next for you. Um, give us all the the good stuff. Spill the beans. Absolutely. So my website is inspireimprov.com. Mm-hmm. And you can find all of my contact information there. And what I have coming up. Well, I'm thanks to, you know, I'll share with everyone. Thanks to you. I'm, I've been inspired to uh, start working on my own podcast. So Woo-hoo! that will come out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to work on that at some yes, point thing. Yes, exactly. Um, I am speaking at a conference, uh, the FL, the Finger Lakes Women's Conference in November. I'm doing a breakout session there, so that should be fun. And I typically put out a blog about once a month, if people want to check my website for that as well. Yay. Well, I am really excited about your podcast. It will be called Inspire Improv and it will have lots of juicy tips and nuggets and, and in information and exercises that they may be able to try. And yeah, I'm kind of writing your podcast <laughs> for you right now. <laughs> um, but it, it's really awesome to have you join the podcast world um, and be able to have your voice added to the ones that are giving such really good tips and insights and and different ways of thinking about what they're doing, which is amazing and and awesome. So um, I I am so thankful to you for being a guest on my show. Um, You're having me. Yeah, I feel so privileged that we announced your new podcast to the world on my show. And (laughs) I knew her when. Uh, but I want you guys to remember, go to inspireimprov.com. Um, when you go to my website at carsgroup.com, that's K-A-R-S, cars with a K. Um, I'll have all of her info as well as links to her website and her LinkedIn bio and, and a little bit more information about who she is and, and her background so that you guys can thoroughly check her out and connect with her and bring her into your organization to be able to work with you and your team. Um, it's not only going to be something that's fun, but it's also going to be something that's impactful on your organization and your business and your ability to create and sustain success. And I love everything you're doing. You're like right up my alley with all of this. So um, I am hoping I'll have you on the show again so that we can kind of catch up after you've started your podcast and gone in a little bit and, and we'll talk more about what else you've got going on. But um Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. You can find us on carsgroup.com as well as being syndicated on milehighradio.com on Thursdays. New episodes come out 1 p.m. Eastern on milehighradio.com and at 2 p.m. Eastern on our website at carsgroup.com. I am Keisha, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the Cars Group. Thank you so much for joining us, Caitlin. I have truly enjoyed having you here. Um, tune in next week for another exciting episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast where we provide 30 minutes of actionable tips, strategies, and insights to help you to to change your mindset and master your success. Until next time, make it a great one.